Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Working, hangs in the air, passes to the Yang, ball fakes, goes by Zion, goes to the rim. One hand cut and hammer from George Niang. Zion didn't have any brakes on his minivan. Four on three break. O'Neal slows it down, swings it over to Clarkson, rotates to Ingles, left corner three. High archer over the Wasatch is an in. Hesitation drive by Mitchell. Wrap around up top to Bogdanovich for three. He got it, what a pass! Holy smokes! Bogdanovich for three. That's incredible. That was a great pass, part of several runs that blew the Pelicans out. The Jazz had their moments where they let the Pelicans back in, but I don't know, PK, hard to sit around and demand 35-point wins, which is what they would have had if they hadn't had those lapses. Well, I don't even remember any lapses, to tell you the truth. I just remember that they played very, very well, and by that means the ball's going in the hoop. I mean, when they've got guys... Hitting, they have an onslaught of offense, offensive weapons. They have as many offensive weapons as any team in the league when that ball's going in the basket. Now, anybody can look good, good when the ball's going in the basket. I understand that. But what I'm saying is that they seem to have more guys than most teams, if not all teams. I mean, you look at the teams right now that you would consider ahead of them, and I only put two or three, and I don't think they have as many guys who can find the bottom of the net so they really have an onslaught of weapons and they had it going on certainly and and as I said I don't think the Pelicans are a very good team Uh, it seemed like the Pelicans are the new Timberwolves Uh, (laughs) they're supposed to be this or that I just don't see it I see Zion's a nice player and Ingram's a nice player and then I see a bunch of average dudes running around that's it uh, Donovan Mitchell was right. He didn't have the numbers at the tip of his fingers, but he was asked about that, and he said, you know, and he was asked, can you keep shooting the three like this? He says, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we led the league last year. And they did, 38% from three, and they're better this year. They're at 40% right now. Right now, there's four teams in the league doing that. There are some other teams that improved dramatically. The Clippers are leading the league at 44. But to your point, you know, there's the half dozen different guys who if they get hot from three, you're not surprised. And that is a lot of different guys out there shooting three-pointers. Yeah. Well, the Jazz get the win. Now they got to do it again against the Pelicans. 8 o'clock tomorrow night on TNT. they got a six-game win streak, and they will try to make it seven in a row. 21 three-pointers. You know, for a long time, uh, uh, Ron Boone has been saying for a long time on the broadcast, 25 assists. If the Jazz hit that number, they win. Uh, the 23 pointers seems like a round number and a winning number as well and they had 21 of them last night so Jazz and Pelicans again tomorrow DJ and PK Hashtag NBA Can you shed some light on what the last couple of weeks have been like for you and the time you need it all? It's a lot of family and personal stuff going on so just want to leave it at that when you take a break from everything there's just so many assumptions about what's going on and so many people feel like they know me best they have no idea who I am, nor what I'm about, or what I stand for, or even 
attempt to take the time or even for me to invite them to take the time. So it's a two-way street. That's Kyrie Irving talking about his absence from the team. He just wants to leave it at that. He was fined 50000 for violating health and safety protocols at a party uh, in a group indoors, no masks. So they fined him fifty grand for that, and he lost $800,000 in salary from the two games he missed while in quarantine as well. Well, I don't really care why he was away. That, that, that is none of my business, as he says. But the thing that I see is he's got something going on all the time. That's the issue. Yeah, you're not, not whatever what this was. I couldn't care less. I wish him the best. I wish his family the best. But it just seems like it's virtually constant. So what's it going to be next? That's what I'm concerned about as if I'm anything associated with the Brooklyn Nets is what's next, Kyrie, because it seems like it's one thing after another. And go ahead and play the victim. That's what we do in the world today. Everybody's against you and your life. I don't understand it. Well, if I don't understand your life, then you probably don't understand mine either. But we don't ever focus on that. It's always that they don't understand me and my feelings and blah, 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 blah. And after a while, it just becomes the crying wolf deal. So I'm sure that, you know, there were intense problems and personal issues and he had to step away and and I wish him the best to have him recover it. But what's it going to be next week, next month? Because it's probably going to be something. You're not the only one who thinks that. There's a long list of people thinking that, and I think there's multiple issues here. One, is he going to be able to eliminate the drama, which seems unlikely, and just play basketball at a high level? And then two, once we do see these guys together and the league gets a chance to scout them and try different things against them, are they going to be able to stop people? Is he going to have enough possessions that Durant and Harden aren't as effective? How is that all going to work out? And But you can't get to that until he gets on the court and then stays on the court. What I find fascinating with you is it's always two things. <laughs> One and then two. No matter what the issue is, there's always two things that come to your mind. I'll try to come up with a third one later. Well, you don't have to. It's just... I want to. I find that uh, fascinating with you. I heard this news yesterday, and I thought of you at dinner and that story you told about uh, you were at dinner and the uh, other people were talking about cancer and you didn't feel like you had anything to contribute, so you listened because they'd all had cancer and you hadn't. And Actually, then, I didn't listen. I tuned out. Okay, and then you tuned out. But then you, you told them that at some point, and they started knocking on wood. And new Pacers guard Karis LeBert said he's thankful doctors found the small mass on his kidney during a physical as part of the James Harden trade. Told reporters, I didn't have any symptoms. I was playing in games. I didn't miss any games this season. I was feeling 100%. So in a way, this trade definitely showed and revealed what was going on in my body. So I'm definitely looking at it from that side and definitely humbled to know this trade could have possibly saved me in the long run. They identified it as a mass, not as cancer, but I don't know. I hear that and my mind connects the two. Well, they didn't knock on wood. They told me that I better knock, 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 knock. On wood. wood. (laughs) Only one of the game last night. Denver Nuggets handled the Oklahoma City Thunder pretty easily. They get the win, 27 points, 12 rebounds. Nikola Jokic did not get the triple-double. He had like six or seven assists. But he didn't play in the fourth quarter because that game was a blowout, 119-101. to 
And the Blazers' big man, Yusuf Nurkic, underwent surgery for a fractured wrist. He's out for at least six weeks. He's injured last Thursday in the loss to the Pacers. So they will be without him for at least six weeks, and we'll see how it shakes out down the road. Got a schedule for about uh, six more weeks, and then the NBA will provide the schedule for the second half of the season. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Booster quickly down to the baseline to Miller. Miller will take the three in transition. And yes, sir. Hail to the Jeep. Knocks it down. Aggies with a three and a 12-point lead. 27-15. Tanjay gets in the lane. Has to kick it back to Stevens. Stevens bounce pass to Tanjay. He can't do anything with it. Uh-uh. Tries to attack Kata. Kata with a block shot. Marco Anthony comes away with it. Kata says, ah, uh-uh. third block of the night for Namiya's Kata. Marco Anthony on the left wing. Aggies up 65-48. Miller, long three. Yes! Ho-ho! Brock Miller, three feet behind the line. Brock Miller finishes with 20 points to lead Colorado State in scoring. They win 83-64 over Colorado State. Blew them out in the last 10 minutes of the first half and win comfortably. So that is nine in a row in league, 11 in a row overall. And... They got the Rams coming up again Thursday. PK, they are peaking. Do you want to do you want to peak in January? I guess that's the only thing to pick on them for because other than that, they're just crushing people here. Well, as you know, Brock Miller is a former Albion Knight. Haha, <laughs> I knew he was a Brighton High Bengal, but an Albion had, Knight as well. Had one of the finest health teachers you could ever have. Hmm. Uh, all those Miller boys, there were several of them. Uh, yeah, I don't know that they're peaking. The fact is they're beating up on lousy competition. The whole league sucks? No. I didn't say that. I said they're beating up on lousy competition. Oh, well, Colorado State has a nice record. Okay, except for that San Diego State win, they haven't beaten a team in conference that has a winning record. Nope, they haven't played Boise State yet. they gotta, they got to get those guys. So they do have that San Diego State win. they got to give them that. Uh... But this is a team that lost by 20 to St. Mary's. So, uh, and you look at the league, uh, New Mexico's 0 and friggin' 8. Come on, Goodness. Lobos, what are you doing? That's just shocking. Is Mike Loxley coaching the basketball team now? Uh, that's really bad. No, I think the league is fine at the top. It's sort of a little SEC football-ish. Uh, although, I, I will, I will, obviously, Utah State's very good and Boise State and Santa State, and not really sure about Nevada. You know, Steve Alford's the coach there, uh, so he's got a name. And they've been decent just a couple years back under Musselman. Right? They were pretty good. So I'll, I'll put them there. So aren't they kind of, the league aren't, is halfway good. Aren't they kind of Colorado State good, though? I don't. That's why I said I don't know. See, they, they the lost to Air Force, it, and that's a huge red flag. Air, yeah, Air Force usually stings. Joe Scott is back as a coach, and he was there in my day, and he's mm-hmm. a pretty good coach. Uh, but, you know, Air Force can just lull you to sleep, and the next thing you know, there's two minutes to go in a game. But, yeah, that's not, that's not a good uh, loss by any stretch. So that's why I said I don't know about Nevada. The thing about Colorado State, they haven't been anything in a good long while. At least Nevada has some recent history. Yeah. Yeah, those may be the fourth and fifth best teams in the league. But all you can do is blow them out, and the Aggies built a really big lead in the last ten minutes of the first half and and brought it home. So off tonight and then try to sweep the Rams tomorrow and make it. That would be ten in a row in the league and twelve in a row. Yeah, the big test is coming up next week, Boise. 
DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. You respect the players, but you don't, you know, you don't fear them. Uh, I think there's a respect and admiration there, uh, for sure. Uh, but there's no fear. They have to play us, too. And at the end of the day, uh, we play them before. They know we look like, and um, we know what they look like. That's Bill's cornerback, Josh Norman, on the respect he has for Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. And, of course, they will look very different if Patrick Mahomes doesn't go. And Mahomes' status up in the air. PK, I read a story yesterday that the mean time of return from the protocol is seven days for NFL quarterbacks. Right on the button. I was thinking it was a little longer than that yesterday. You got to define mean. So if nine guys went into concussion protocol, the guy who was out the longest, the guy who was out the shortest, he went to the middle to the fifth guy, it'd be that guy. Not the average, because if one guy was out a year, it would it would make the average much longer. So it's oh, the mean. brother. I'm only concerned about... Is Mahomes going to play Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> Just give me a yes or no. You fill your mind with stuff. There's five stages to the protocol, PK, and if he's practicing, then he's through the first two to at least the third one. Maybe he's beyond that. They don't tend to update us on that, but... Saw that in a story on him last night. Hey, here's a story that's just breaking right now, literally during this segment. Uh, ESPN.com reporting that Philip Rivers is retiring after 17 years. Your San Diego Union Tribune broke it out. Oh, freaking ESPN.com, man. They, come on. Because there's a big picture of it in front of me on their front oh, page. They took EFT. it from San Diego. They got it from they, San Diego, the yes. San Diego paper. Yep. He nice. went home, so to speak, to, to announce his retirement. They had it. So the Colts looking for a quarterback. Saints star wide receiver Michael Thomas set to undergo multiple surgeries this offseason to repair a torn deltoid and injured ligaments in his ankle. Came with his high ankle sprain suffered in week one. Hmm. Another high ankle sprain. Yep. It's going to require surgery. Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Brown day-to-day. An MRI shows no structural damage to his knee. He played just 27 snaps in the win over New Orleans. Obviously, they would love to have him in Green Bay. I don't think they need him. They're going to win anyway? No. I don't know that. They just got so many receivers. What's one more? Yeah. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. The Nick Saban School of Rehabilitated Coaches taking on its newest pupil, former Jacksonville Jaguar, former Buffalo Bills head coach Doug Marone. Saban targeting him to become Alabama's new offensive line coach, and a deal to make it official is expected to be completed later this week. Yep, we'll get you ready for the NFL. We got NFL head coaches right here, and you're going to work with them, son. You can hear the recruiting pitch now. Yeah, I don't think they need a recruiting pitch. I don't think they recruit. They evaluate. Uh, Years ago, I had my golf club stolen out of my garage, and the insurance company was very, very generous. And my wife's were in there, too, because there were two sets of clubs and a travel bag. And then everybody in the neighborhood, all the golfers, and we both got brand new sets. They were joking about leaving their clubs <laughs> out on the front yard so they can get stolen, so they can get brand new clubs. And uh, it's sort of like here, if I'm an NFL coach, I'm hoping I get fired so I can get hired by Nick Saban. 
LSU coach Ed Orgeron had hoped to hire New Orleans Saints defensive line coach Ryan Nielsen as the Tigers' new defensive coordinator, but Nielsen got a new deal from the Saints, and he's going to stay in the NFL. He is a former Tiger, and he played in Baton Rouge and has a relationship with Orgeron, so. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Toronto Blue Jays signed free agent star outfielder George Springer for six years and $150 million. That's the biggest contract ever given out, the richest contract ever given out by the Blue Jays in their franchise history. Springer obviously starred for the Houston Astros, was one of the few players uh, on the team that had a solid 2020 season. He had 18 home runs in that shortened 60-game season. Some of the other guys struggled a little bit in the aftermath of the sign-sealing scandal, and he kept crushing home runs. And now he's going to go do it in Toronto. But, PK, that puts him in the American League East. Will he get in the postseason there? There's some good teams in that division. Oh, for sure, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. But what I do know is he's going to get $150 million. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, I don't think that that was uh, number one on his mindset. 31 years old, six-year deal, so obviously puts him at 37. Uh, very, very good player. Uh, both ways, too, not just offensively. He's can play center field for you and play pretty good out there. So uh, Toronto, that's a massive deal to be able to bring somebody in here. And, you know, it just seems like in baseball, uh, you got a little bit of a run and you better take advantage of it. Now, they did, they had to have one, but it's tainted. So, you know, this Houston, I mean, they had a nice run this past season when they, uh, in the postseason anyway. Uh, so... Uh, and they've got a, a decent uh, farm system, but that should be a significant blow. And Toronto gets gets a star. Dodgers Hall of Fame pitcher Don Sutton passed away at the age of 75, cancer. And Don Sutton, really, really good. Didn't have the celebrity the way other, you know, Fernando came through. And obviously they've had Sandy Koufax and a bunch of big-name pitchers, Clayton Kershaw now, but an excellent pitcher. 300 wins, 3,000 strikeouts, a career ERA in the low threes, and he pitched for other teams too, Um, but I think best known as a Dodger. Yeah, I think that uh, I saw yesterday, flicking around the baseball channel, that he is uh, the only pitcher that had uh, 20 seasons of 200 innings. So yeah, I did hear a stat he, like that. You're right. He took the ball. He did. He was an Iron Man, and you know, racked up due to longevity and obviously talent, a lot of statistics. You know, two, 324 games is a big, big deal. 58 shutouts, and you know, the 58 shutouts, he actually lost seven of seven of them. <laughs> so, uh, five one hitters. And two hitters, seventh on the all-time strikeout list. I mean, that's a lot of statistics he piled up uh, for for only four, four All-Star teams, uh, which somewhat interesting. You would have thought maybe more. But four is good enough. I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame, so he accomplished virtually everything that you could accomplish. Uh, and I guess he died in Palm Springs, and they said he had cancer. I'm not sure which kind. But he had had it for a while. 
He'd been a uh, broadcaster for the Braves, yeah, so a lot of oh, people yeah. may know him as the uh, one of the voices of the Atlanta sure. Braves. Many years. Um, but the thing I saw in an obit last night that I didn't know is that uh, he said calling the games, you know, through the heyday of that um, mm-hmm. of that rotation, that um, Greg Maddox. He said that was everything I wanted to be as a pitcher, but I didn't have the talent to be. And you're like, well. We're not having any talent, 300 wins and 3,000 strikeouts. And, and it was longevity. I mean, he did pitch until he was 43. But when your career ERA, even if you have, you know, you know at the end, if you, you have an ERA over four and all that, your career ERA is 3.26, and you were really good. I mean, you, not to the and, – and I get that, you know, on that – in another club he wouldn't be compared, but in L.A. it's inevitable. You're going to be compared to Hershiser and Valenzuela and – Koufax and Drysdale and and now uh, to Kershaw. I so so I get you're going to say, well, he's not on that level. Okay, oh yeah, but that level. Three I point. think he is at that level. I mean, why would you say he's not at that level? Uh, watching people who cover the sport talk about it and, and the way he They're talked wrong. about himself. They're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fairly he awesome level. At, he was at that level. And he was in the rotation in 1966 with Koufax and Drysdale. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Tim Lacombe, studio radio analyst for the Utah Jazz, going to join us coming up at 9 o'clock. Question of the day, Jazz fans. What's it going to take to take the Jazz down? They are rolling right now. How can this team be stopped? We will get to that next. You can hit us up on Facebook, DJ and PK, or on Twitter, David DJ James. We will get to that next. Stay with us.